right, that was a little more Amanda Marshall. I love her music. That was Beautiful Goodbye. Standing by to join us is my last guest, Tim Fetterly, author of Life is Like a Musical, How to Live, Love, and Lead Like a Star. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How are we going to live, love, and lead like a star? I love this book. (laughs) Uh, Well, first of all, you're going to stop saying that musicals are silly because now that La La Land is a huge hit movie, people truly are bursting out into song in the middle of the street. We are. <laughs> you saw me? Well, some of, us. <laughs> some of us. Keep in mind I'm on the East Coast, so this is slightly more normal in New York I City. I know. I grew up in New York when Times Square was gross, but now it's not so great and fun. It's all sanitized, yeah. I know. I know. So tell me, um, you, you've written other books, Gone with the Gin, Hysterical, Tequila Mockingbird. How did yep. you decide to come up with this one? I grew up in the theater. I'm actually a native Californian, and uh, I was, from a very young age, affected by the kinds of lessons I learned as this kind of dorky kid during the daytime, but at night I got to go do my theater classes where I found a real community. And so a couple years ago, my publisher of these books you mentioned said to me, what's the one book you've been dying to do? And I said, well, I'd love to dig back to my kind of Broadway days and and write a book about how everything I know about life I kind of learned doing shows. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, it's not easy to be confident. You know, we get out there and we feel insecure about whatever it is we're trying to do, but we have this deep passion to do it. Yeah, and I'm actually glad you used uh, the C word, confident, because I think confidence is in a lot of ways sort of overrated. And I actually write about this in the book, which Mm -hmm. is courage is underrated and confidence is overrated. You really only get confident when you do something that kind of freaks you out but that you're passionate or curious about and then discover that you aren't so bad at it. And I think that courage, which is that thing that says, you know, my knees are shaking, but I've got to try this or I'll always wonder. Mm -hmm. We should talk more about that and less about this sort of fake concept of, you know, walking into whatever an audition means to you in life and and feeling a sense of confidence. Right. Yeah, I I feel like, you know, I've gone out on auditions for different things, voiceover, on camera, whatever. And mm-hmm. at first, you know, be like really shaky. And then the more you, you get through that, you work through that, you gain your confidence. And you, well, as you said, courage. Uh, you become, I feel you go in being yourself. I think that's right. And I think you ultimately only want to work with or associate with or date the kind of people who actually want you for you, which mm-hmm. is the, 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 the irony being for a book that's sort of inspired by showbiz, it's all about stripping back the artifice and bringing some authenticity. Right. So what are some you know, key learning moments from this book that you would like people to know? Well, the book's divided into 50 sort of short chapters. It was inspired by Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, which I was obsessed with back in the 90s when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So a couple of the concepts um, that I talk about include, um, like, take the note is a big one. I think oftentimes, in specifically work situations, um, we offer defenses or excuses for why we aren't doing our best work. And what I learned on Broadway, specifically the show Billy Elliot, is when you give a note to somebody, the thing you really want to hear them say is, thank you so much, I will, I will, 
I, I will do that. Instead of, you know, nobody really cares about what the excuses are. That's, that's one thing. Another yeah. thing I talk about in the book is this concept of following your whims and not just your dreams. Like, I think, I like you know, that. you're in L.A., and I think mm-hmm. you're outside of, and I think so often the concept of following your dreams is, you know, we can print it on a T-shirt, we can put it on a bumper sticker, but dreams are a lot of pressure. Right. Like, dreams keep people up at night, whereas whims, these kind of smaller hunches about something you might enjoy doing, um, don't get enough credit. And, in fact, the book you mentioned earlier, Tequila Mockingbird, started mm-hmm. as kind of a joke between me and a friend that grew into a book that's now gone into, like, 20 printings. And wow. I didn't grow up dreaming of writing that book. That book was a joke, and I, and, and I think you've got to pay attention to those little side hunches. I think it's really important because sometimes you're so focused on one thing and then this little idea comes to you and you're like, what is that? That's nothing. But it's really not Yeah, and it doesn't fit into your master plan, but you've got to stay sort of open enough. This is another kind of theater idea that the show must go on and you can't sort of stop for emergencies. You have to keep plowing ahead. And I think that's true about life too. These little ideas pop up. They may not have been the thing that you put on your big secret board for the year, but you still... Pay attention to them. Right. I love this one. Arrive a half hour before half hour. Yeah. So, you know, on Broadway, like a half hour at 7.30, you show up for the show, you put on your wig and makeup, and you go out and you perform. But there's something about, actually, uh, I worked on the West End of London years ago and was sort of struck by, um, built into the show schedule over there, the performers are required to be there an entire hour before the show in order to have this sort of big group warm-up. And mm-hmm. there's something bonding about it, and it also sort of puts you into performance mindset so that you're not just so reactive. Um, and, of course, the book, you know, I didn't want it just for people who want to go into showbiz. I wanted it to be for everybody. So arriving a little bit early for anything that's important to you is, is kind of advice anybody can take. It's funny you say this, this could be for any context because you have a section, forgive yourself for a bad performance. And a lot of times we beat ourselves up, wh- whatever it is, whether I have a bad show one week or, you know, I do a bad audition or whatever it is, you, you really have to not f- let it fester. That's right. And also the great irony being that what live theater teaches us is, or any live, you know, live improv, anything that you go to that's happening before your very eyes is there's no more exciting a performance than one in which something goes terribly wrong, right? Like the leading lady's wig falls off and forever you have a story because you were there that night. And I think in life, we are so close to our own performance, whatever that means to you, that we we sometimes don't give ourselves enough credit that what we cheer for and what we root for as people is other people who screw up but then find the courage to kind of keep going. Oh, you love those people. I mean, <laughs> we love those people. We love yeah. we love any, we love a comeback kid. Oh, absolutely. What are some things that really inspire you, keep you going? Because this is a, such a tough industry. Um. I think uh, 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 one thing that inspires me is the sort of show people who go from show to show with little to no drama, and they're not divas. They're just kind of workhorses. Uh, Another thing that inspires me is that in the last 10 to 15 years, you know, I think Glee, the TV show, sort of left the charge more than ever. You know, theater kids and, and, and all those people who sort of love shows aren't so embarrassed to love it as much anymore, so it's inspiring to me to see so many kids sort of flex that weird muscle. Yes. Um, 
and uh, and you know younger people in general like the fact that there's such a community now built around people going on YouTube and posting videos. I look at that and go, you know, there's there's hope for the future yet. I love that. I have to say, for some reason, I'm the kind of person if somebody says, oh, you can't do that, or you're not good at that, or I, I think about it for a little while, and then I think, you know what, I'm going to kind of kick that advice to the curb, or those opinions to the curb, and I'm just going to go for it. I think what you're hitting on here is that, you know, listen, I offer 50 pieces of advice that work for me. Ultimately, I think the best advice is take what works for you and dump the rest, because some people are incredibly inspired by being told you'll never do that, and other people, it really gets them down, and they have to kind of find their own path. It's whatever works for you. I agree. I agree. So, the theme of my show is Get the Funk Out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And we all go through these ups and downs. Do you have any suggestions for people that are going through some kind of professional, personal funk, how to get through? Yeah, I guess, um, I, I guess a couple things. One is, one huge source of comfort for me is realize that you're not alone. So, you know, I'm an author of books now, though I'm a former dancer and all sorts of jobs. One of the things I've done is I've, like, bookmarked the one-star reviews of some of the world's biggest, most famous books on Amazon. Because nothing comforts me more than looking up my hero's one-star review and saying, oh, look, like, I'm I'm kind of in the same um, boat they're in from time to time. Uh, Another thing is to find, I think, activities and people who lift you up rather than always sort of challenging you and pushing you. Sometimes you just actually need a support community who says, I have been there, I get it, and let's, you know, open a bottle of wine and commiserate. I love that. There's one thing I want to add. Keep a photo of the worst gig you ever had. <laughs> yeah. When I did um, Gypsy on Broadway, I had a photo at the dressing room um, mirror of this ridiculous gig in which I had to dress up as a bird as an adult. <laughs> and I, no matter how crappy a day I was having at Gypsy, I always thought, like, well, at least I'm not a bird. Exactly. Oh. So where can people find out more about you? Um, probably the easiest way. I mean, I have a website, timfetterly.com, but that can be hard to spell. So I always say just like Google Tequila Mockingbird book, tequila as in the drink Mockingbird book, and you can find me pretty easily in all my social accounts and all that stuff. So knowing you, just a short time I've been chatting with you, I bet you've got some other stuff you're planning. Do you want to share anything else you're working on? <laughs> I do, and it's all over the map because I like to keep <laughs> things interesting. So I'm one of the uh, I'm one of the screenwriters on Ferdinand, the movie that comes out this Christmas uh, oh. from Fox Animation, Blue Sky, starring John Cena and Kate McKinnon. And, nice. uh, and then I also write a book, uh, uh, sorry, a series of theater kid novels, and I have the third in the Better Nate Than Ever series coming out. Fantastic. So whenever you want to come back on, I'd love to have you back on again and talk about your I would. I would love that because I'm frequently looking for ways to get the funk out. Excellent. (laughs) You reached the right person. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, Tim. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Tim Fetterly talking about his book, Life is Like a Musical, How to Live, Love, and Lead Like a Star. And uh, again, he also has written some other really funny creative books, recipe books, Tequila, Mockingbird, and Gone with the Gin. So uh, if you missed any part of this, all the info is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you'd like to be a guest, just email me to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, that's J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. And you can also follow me on Twitter at moms underscore rock. 
Have a great Monday, everybody. And uh, Sheldon Abbott is standing by to take over with Cure for the Blues. And I'll see you back here next week.